All right, let's take our Bibles and turn to the book of Titus, chapter number 1. Titus, chapter number 1, and we'll begin reading in verse number 10. Titus, chapter number 1, and verse number 10. For there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers, especially they of the circumcision, who mouths must be stopped, who subvert whole houses, teaching things what they ought, which they ought not, for filthy lucre's sake. One of themselves, even a prophet their own, said, The Christians are always liars, evil beasts, slow bellies. This witness is true. Wherefore, rebuke them sharply, that they may be sound in the faith, not giving heed to Jewish fables and commandments of men that, from the, that turn from the truth. Unto the pure all things are pure. But unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure. But even their mind and conscience is defiled. They profess that they know God, but in works they deny Him, being abominable and disobedient, and unto every good work reprobate. Our Heavenly Father... I ask you now to bless the reading of thy word. I pray that, Lord, you would help us to open our hearts and may the will of God be done. I pray, Lord, that you would use the message to speak personally to those that would be listening now. And God, we'll love you, we'll praise you, and we'll thank you for what you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want to preach on this subject on legalist in the church. Legalist in the church. Paul here is talking to Titus and giving him those instructions. He has just instructed him concerning the leaders in the church. And now, throughout the rest of this chapter, he's going to instruct him concerning the legalists that are in the church. If you go to verse number 14, the Bible says, "...not giving heed to Jewish fables and commandments of men that turn from the truth." And the problem that was taking place there is that these false teachers were proclaiming that the dietary laws still uh, still applied to Christian believers. They taught that if you partook of fr- uh, food that had uh, been forbidden, then you were defiled. And if you ate of the food that was not forbidden, then uh, you were holy. So if you refused that forbidden food, then you were a holy person. And so uh, they were adding these dietary laws to... Um, to uh, the Christian faith. And so Paul is dealing with this form of legalism uh, in the church, adding to, uh, uh, to these laws in order to produce some form of holiness and then looking down upon those that did not live by, by those laws as if, they were, uh, as if they were unholy. Now, I want to just stop and say this on the outset of this message here that a lot of times when we hear people use the word uh, a legalist, they really don't understand that term and they don't use that term in its proper place and uh, it's a term that's very uh, used very loosely in our day and time because that uh, people oftentimes when they drop their convictions and their standards then uh, they'll look at others that are still holding those convictions and standards and and without them saying anything oftentimes they'll call them a legalist and uh, there's a whole uh, heart issue at stake concerning uh, those type of statements we know that is uh, that that necessarily is not true in fact uh, a lot of times uh, uh, you'll see, see more persecution come uh, from those that leave their standards. Uh, they're more critical toward those that still hold to them than the ones that never did change. And so uh, that oftentimes we see that in, this, in the day that we're living in. But here Paul uh, is dealing with Titus and or talking to Titus concerning uh, these legists, uh, legalists in the church. And I want to mention some things that we find uh, in these verses. First of all, I want you to see in verse number 10 and verse number 11 
I want you to, know, to notice the motive of these legalists in the church. What is uh, the motive of these legalists that are in the church? He said, For there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers, especially they of the circumcision, whose mouths must be stopped, who subvert whole houses, and teach things which they ought not for filthy lucre's sake. Now, if you look at uh, verse number 10 and 11, the motive of these legalists here uh, was simply to cause disorder in the church. It was to disrupt and to cast doubt on the truth. And that is what they were wanting to do. They, they wanted to dispute, wanted to argue, and they wanted to cause division and deceive the congregation. Is that not what legalists even want to do in our day and time? And he talks about in verse number 10 that there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers. Now, uh, the word unruly simply means rebellious. And when that's what a legalist is. They are just rebels against uh, the very Word of God. And uh, so... Uh, they're like disobedient children, that, uh, that unruly. It's one of uh, the same words that we find that's used in verse number 6 when he was talking about having faithful children not accused of right or unruly. Well, he said that's exactly what these legalists are. They're unruly and they're vain talkers. Now, the phrase vain talker means one that talks nonsense. And when you think about, uh, when you think about those that, uh, that, that preach false doctrine and teach false doctrine, if you listen to it, and you put it in light of the Word of God, it's just nonsense. In other words, it's a bunch of hot air because it doesn't add up. And the motive of these, uh, of these legalists is to come in and to deceive uh, by talking a bunch of nonsense and hot air. In other words, it may sound good, but if it's not Bible truth, if it's not Bible doctrine, then it's not sound doctrine. And so Paul uh, talks about that. In verse number 10, he indicates that most of these rebels would have been Jewish, as he said, especially they of the circumcision. Isn't that amazing how that it's the Jews that, uh, that the majority in this, in this verse would be, uh, would be Jews here when the Jews were instrumental uh, and no doubt probably instrumental, we believe, in bringing the gospel uh, to the island of Crete because they were, they were present that, that, there that day at the day of Pentecost and they heard the preaching of the gospel and they witnessed the power of God. No doubt some of them were saved that day uh, and brought the, the gospel to the, to the island of Crete there. And so, uh, but, but here we see see that, that even though that, that they were instrumental, we also see there was those that rose up against them that were Jewish. And so he's talking about the motive to deceive, to distort, to cast doubt, to, to, to be disorder, uh, to cause disorder, to cause division within the church. And in verse 11, here's what he says. He said, whose mouth must be stopped. That word stop means to muzzle. And he's talking about these that, that propagate false doctrine, these that, that try to put rules and regulations that are not in the bounds of the Scripture upon the church and upon the people of God. They have to be stopped, he said. They, they said their mouths must be stopped. They, they've, got, they've got to be muzzled. And you know, uh, oftentimes we've got to be careful that, that what we teach and what we preach, it needs to be what thus saith the Lord. It needs to come from the Word of God. And, and there are those that, that like to add to. I, I was preaching a revival uh, not too long ago and a, a man came up to me after the service and he commented about a certain part of the message that was preached and we began to engage in a conversation and I saw very quickly that he believed in work salvation and uh, as he, we were talking uh, he believed the salvation by grace and through faith just like, uh, just like you and I believe but uh, he also wanted to add works to that 
And you know, I was, as I began to talk to that man, I began to give him some scripture as the Bible says that for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works lest any man should boast. But I noticed every time that I would give that man a verse of Scripture concerning that, he would always come back with something else, another verse out of his context that he would try to add to that. Finally, I, I found an exit in that conversation because I realized that, that you're not going to win and you're not going to convince him, neither is he going to convince me. Uh, but I'm glad that I could walk away with a full assurance and confidence uh, that what I knew was what God said and it was what God said in the context that it was written in. And so when you think about this. That's what they, they have to be muzzled. They have to be stopped. I, I wasn't going to let that gentleman uh, tie up anybody else's time and, and talk to them and, and, and propagate his false doctrine and, 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 and present that to others that might be weaker in the faith. But I, I wanted to just simply try to, <clears throat> to give him the truth and, and just tell him what God said in hopes that he might somehow be convinced. But we see here that he talks about they that uh, whose mouths must be stopped, who subvert whole houses. Now, that word subvert means to overthrow or to destroy. And remember in Bible days that they would meet from house to house. And that's what they would do. They would go from house to house and they would try to overthrow and destroy. By the way, there are still those that go from house to house. They don't like something the preacher said. They don't like something the church did. And so they don't have the guts or the, uh, to come face the preacher or to face the, the deacons that may put them, on, uh, put them, straighten them out or put them on the road. So what they do is they go from house to house and they destroy and subvert houses. There's always been uh, that crowd. But the motive of these legalists is to cause division. Then we see secondly, not only the motive, but what about the ministry of these legalists? Look at verse number 12. One of themselves, even a prophet of their own, said, The Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, slow bellies. This witness is true. Wherefore, rebuke them sharply, that they may be sound in the faith. Now, what is the ministry of these legalists here? The ministries of these legalists is that they're liars. The Bible says, one of themselves, even a prophet of their own, said, The Cretans are always liars. And that phrase, always liars, it means that they're perpetual liars. That they cannot tell the truth. Now, they may put a little truth in it, but, but it's not the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And so uh, they're perpetual liars. You know, men of God are known, to, if they're true men of God, what they're to be known for is the preaching of the truth, that they preach what the Bible says, that they rightly divide. 2 Timothy 2 and verse number 15 says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We, we ought to rightly divide this book, and that means we've got to study it and know it. But, but legalists, their ministry is <clears throat> that they're liars. And, and you think about the Joel of, of our day, and you think about, uh, uh, listen, to all these false prophets and all these uh, uh, preachers across this country, how that they, uh, their crowds have grown and people come in. But I'll tell you one thing they all have in common is they lie. They don't tell the truth. It's amazing how that people will drive miles and pay thousands of dollars to hear a lie. Many times won't walk across the street to hear the truth. We see that they're liars. We see that they're lawless. Look at what the Bible says here that uh, the Bible said that they're evil beasts. You know, when you think about that, that, that phrase, uh, evil beast, it means a, like a wild beast. They're dangerous and unpredictable. 
ready to devour anyone that's in their path. That's what that means. They're evil beasts and, and uh, they don't care what the Word of God says. That They're just lawless. They're not going to live by that book. They, they may put laws on people and they may put requirements on people, but it's man-made rules. It's man-made regulations. It doesn't line up with, with the authority of the Scriptures. Now, when it comes to, to rules and regulations in the Bible, we all remember there's always precepts, there's principles, that we are to, and there's principles that we're to live by. And when it comes to that precept, uh, listen, that's black and white. Thou shalt not. That principle, uh, listen, is, is something that we take uh, from a precept. We, we read the Word of God and we find principles in the Word of God. But, uh, but there's truth there. And that truth is what we live by. But legalists do not live by that. Their ministry is that they're lawless. Their ministry is that they're liars. Their ministry is that they're lazy. Look, the Bible calls them slow bellies. When you think about that term, slow bellies, you think about what that, what that means there. It, listen, it talks about their laziness, how that, uh, listen, that they're gluttony, their bellies, their slow bellies, they're lazy. I'll tell you, listen, that's what, that's what legalists do. They always pray off the people of God. They always pray off of those. Now, they may pull in others that are not saved and don't know the truth, but you know what they want to do? They want, they want to take yours. They want to take what, what God is, how God has used you to, to preach the truth and, and you see people saved and you see them grow. They want to come along and get them. They, they, don't, do, they don't want to work and harvest on their own. They want to harvest what you've already uh, harvested, what you've already planted and sold. And God has gave the increase and we, we've reaped as a result of that. And so we see that here that... that that their ministry, when you think about it, the Bible talks about their bellies, meaning that they're, they're gross obesity, they're gluttony, that they're, that they're lazy people. You know, the work of God is hard work. And if you labor, and if you're a pastor, a preacher, an evangelist, a missionary, or if you're just a, a co-worker in the church, you know the time that you invest. You, you may work a job and punch a clock, but, but if you're active in your church, you're busy. There's, there's a lot to be done in the church, and God blesses a busy church. God never blesses laziness on any level, but legalists, we see here that they're, that they're lazy. We notice their, their motive. We see their ministry. And then we see the message of these legalists. Look at, at verse number uh, 14. Or let me say this about verse 13. The Bible said, This witness is true, wherefore rebuke them sharply, that they may be sound in the faith. You and I have a responsibility to stand against false teachers, false doctrine, and against legalists of our day. But we see the message. What is the message of legalists in verse number 14? It's nothing but tales. He said, not giving heed to Jewish fables. Well, you think about the tales of legalists. They're, they're not truth. They're, they're, they're empty promises and empty hope. I, I want to start and say I'm glad that the promises and the hope that we have is built on the foundation of the Word of God. Remember Paul uh, encouraged Titus in the early verses by taking those first four verses and just emphasizing the Bible, emphasizing the Scriptures. Why? Because what we preach is not fables. What we preach is not foolishness. What we preach is not some fairy tale that's hatched out of a book somewhere, but it's truth without error. It's unadulterated. It's inspired. It's, it's inerrant. It's infallible. It's the Word of God. And I'm thankful that what we preach is not fables. It's not tales, but it's the truth. Amen. It's, the message of, of legalists is nothing but tales. It's nothing but traditions. He says here, the commandments of men. Well, think about that. It's what men say, not what God says. And I know a lot of times when you preach on standards, people want to say that you're preaching man-made rules, but that's not true because I'll tell you why. 
You can take the Bible and you can find precepts and you can find principles. And precepts tell us how we're, things we're supposed to do and it tells us things we're not supposed to do. But them principles, I'll tell you what, they, they, they tell us to be holy. They tell us to, to be separated. They tell us those principles of, of holiness, of separation. You can't get away from those things. And so oftentimes people will call preachers who preach convictions and standards, they'll say that they're legalists. But the truth is we're not adding anything to holiness. We're not adding anything to salvation. It's not what I say. I believe that long hair is a shame because... 1 Corinthians 11 says it's a shame for a man, not for a woman, but we know for a man to have long hair, the Bible says that's a shame. And so I think that that's a standard, that's a conviction because it's a, it's a precept that's very plain in the Word of God. And the Bible talks about, uh, listen, different precepts we could look at t- uh, tonight, but oftentimes uh, they'll tag and say, well, if you preach convictions and standards, you're, you're legalist. No, but that's principles and it's precepts that's found in the Word of God. It's not tales. It's not traditions. And we hold to the traditions of the Bible. And we hold to the traditions of men that, that, have, been taught, that have been taught from the Bible. I'm not talking about man-made religion. I'm not talking about man-made traditions. But I'm talking about faithful men who have preached the Word of God. As Paul even tells Titus in, in this text. And he told Timothy of the things that thou hast learned and that thou hast been, thou hast been assured of knowing of whom thou, hast, thou hast, hast, hast heard them, has been learned, thou, thou hast learned from. When you think about the men of God, we look at their life and their example, and we know that they've been known for preaching the Word of God and that they give us the Bible. Those are not commandments of men. Those are the commandments of God. But the commandments of men, he talks about the message of legalists, that they're just traditions. You know, when someone wants to say something that doesn't line up with the Scriptures, then you and I ought to reject that. And then it's nothing more than turning from truth. Look what he said in verse number 14, and that the turning from the truth. You know, that's the goal of all legalists is to get men to turn from the truth and turn to their word. To turn from God's word and to turn from their word. As preachers, we ought to endeavor to know more about the word of God and study it. And we mount the pulpit to preach. It ought to be with that one purpose, to give people the word of God. I'm thankful the Bible will help you. You know, you don't have to study all different types of false doctrines and all different types of false teaching. You don't have to, you know, read after this occult and read after that occult. I'll tell you, if you'll just read the Bible and if you'll know the Bible, if you'll study your Bible, anything false and anything that's not true, when it comes across, you'll detect it very quickly because you know the truth. The truth will shine the light on error. It will expose the error if we'll just study the truth and know the truth. So we see here the, the motive of the these uh, legalists and the ministry of these legalists. And then we see the message of these legalists. But I want you to notice in verse number 15, notice the morals of these legalists here. He said, unto the pure, all things are pure. But unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure. But even their mind and conscience is defiled. In other words, when you think about the morals of legalists, they're filthy. Because he said, unto the pure, all things are pure. But unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure. Not even the pure Word of God. Not even the, the Scriptures are pure. They'll take something so pure and something so precious as the Word of God and they'll defile it because they're defiled. And why, you say, well, how do they do that? You can't defile the Word of God. And I understand the Word of God is pure and within itself it can't be defiled. But what they do, how they defile it is they take the pure Word of God and they teach false doctrine out of it. 
They, t- they, they say the Scripture, they don't rightly divide. They don't rightly interpret the Word of God and what the Bible says. And so they, they preach Scriptures out of context and teach false doctrine. And they take that which is pure and they try to teach impure doctrine and impure uh, messages from that. And so we see that they're filthy to, to the pure. All things are pure. To you and I, this book is pure. And we see it as the Word of God because that's what it is. But to them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure. Not even the Bible is pure unto them. And it's filthy and then it's faithless. Notice what they said. But even their mind and their conscience is defiled. They don't have any confidence in the Word of God. Their confidence is in their own Word. Their confidence is in what they say, not what God says. You know, I have even heard people make the statement, I'm sure many of you have too, that have said, I don't care what God says. I know what I believe. I don't care what the Bible says. I know what I know. I'm going to tell you something. It doesn't matter what I believe. It doesn't matter what I know or anybody else. It only matters what God says. And people in this society have reached a point that, and I'm not talking about everybody, but many have reached a point in this society, they don't care what God says. They don't care what the Bible says. They believe what they want to believe. And we're living in a, in a world where many are doing that which is right in their own eyes. But notice here, the morals of these legalists are filthy. And then the misinterpretation of these legalists in verse number 16. They're very religious. The Bible said they profess that they know God. Just because somebody says they know God, that doesn't mean they know God. There are people that claim that they know God, and I'm sure God has been blamed for more things than anybody else that's ever lived. But many people blame and say, well, God said this and God said that. I wonder how many times people have made that statement and it was not true. I'm going to tell you what God said is in this book right here. God put it in the Bible. And if you and I want answers, we go to the Bible. But they profess, these legalists, these false teachers that <clears throat> propagate false doctrine, they profess that they know God. And we see here that they're religious, they're rebellious. The Bible says, but in works, they deny Him. They may say that they know God, but look at their works. There's a lot of people that say they're saved, but look at their life. There's a lot of people that say I'm right with God, but look at how they're living and put it in light of the Bible. You say, well, we're not supposed to judge. Well, we're not supposed to be judgmental, but the Bible said a spiritual man judgeth all things. We can take the Bible and we can look at things and make a a judgment, make a decision. And there are a lot of people that says they're saved, but I'm going to tell you something. They don't line up with the Word of God. They don't live like they're saved. There's a lot of people that say they know God, but their salvation don't line up. Years ago, I visited a lady in the hospital who was on her deathbed. And I remember visiting her, and as I was talking with her, I was burdened that the night before, and the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart that morning. It was Sunday morning. And so I want you to go visit her. And I went to the hospital where she was at, and as I went there, she lay there dying. And I said to her, I asked her, I said, Ma'am, have you ever been saved? And she said, Oh, yes, I've been saved. I said, Well, could you tell me about your salvation? And she told me her experience of salvation and how that she came to know the Lord. But the only problem with that is it was contrary to the Bible. It wasn't true salvation. And when she got through, I could tell that she didn't have long left on this earth. And I asked her, I said, ma'am, I said, I I don't mean to be contradicting to what you said, but what you said is salvation is not what the Bible says. I said, can I take my Bible and just tell you what the Bible says about how to be saved? And I was able to take the Word of God, took her through the plan of salvation. When we got through, I asked her, I said, ma'am, I said, do you have what the Bible says is salvation? And she said, no. 
had a word of prayer with her. She got saved. And later that afternoon, she went home to be with the Lord. You say, what are you saying? I'm simply saying this, that, that listen, just because people profess that they know God, look at, look at their life. Just saying it so doesn't make it so. And the Bible said that these false teachers, these false, uh, these false preachers, they profess that they know God, but their works, they deny Him. They don't line up. They're rebellious, they're religious, and then they're repulsive. Notice what the Bible says, being abominable and disobedient unto every good work, they're reprobate. The word abominable mean, means, uh, dest- uh, it means uh, disgusting. It, means, uh, it talks about uh, a disgusting character uh, and conduct that God refuses them. They're abominable. Uh, it, the word reprobate means not able to pass the test. In other words, it's, it, they, they don't have what it takes. They're reprobates. They're abominable. When you think about this, they profess that they know God, but in works they deny Him. Being a bomb, they're repulsive. God refuses them. Even though they talk about God, they proclaim to know God, and they have ministries that has God's name attached to it, they're repulsive to God. Why? Because they've erred from the truth. They've erred from the Word of God. And today, you and I ought to hold the truth precious. We ought to stand where God stands. We ought to say what God says. And I think as men of God, we ought to labor uh, in the work of God and be faithful to His Word and to His will. But as we stand and preach the Word of God, we've got to be reminded that we have a responsibility, a great responsibility. And that's not to tell people what we say and what we think, but to tell them what thus saith the Lord God. Legalist in the church. You say, well, Preacher, I don't think that there's any legalists in the church. I'll tell you how to find out. Just preach the truth. Just consistently preach the truth and it will reveal the error that is within the pews. Father, I pray that you'll take this word. May the word of God help someone that's listening right now. Lord, I pray that you will help us all to be thankful for the truth. Help us to be cautious and careful around those that, that may profess that they know God, but in works they deny Him. Lord, help us to to know what we believe and why we believe it and help us to be able to be a help to those that, that may not know the truth. And we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen.